says this morning, this is who I am. This is who I am to you. Come, center yourselves on these things, and let's celebrate. And so as we come this morning, I invite you to celebrate and to remember his splendor, his majesty, his strength, and his joy this morning. So center ourselves this morning, and let's praise Jesus and worship him with all of our might. Let's sing. Sing that again. 
shout for joy to the Lord. All the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before Him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is He who made us, and we are His. We are His people, the sheep of His pasture. Enter His gates with thanksgiving. Enter His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him and praise His name. For the Lord is good and His love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. As we come this morning and worship, I want you to see the language of David in the song that he's written. Because the part that he's focusing on is this fact that that we are his people. And I love that in this, God takes ownership of us. I don't know about you. I want you to listen to this. Because this is the heart of worship. God looks at us and says, I am proud to be your father. I'm proud to say that you belong to me. I'm proud to say that I made you, that you were mine, that you were my people, and that you are the sheep who live in my pasture. I am proud to call you my people. And that's why we celebrate this morning. We come and celebrate because God, the Lord of all lords, the King of all kings, King says, you're my people. He takes ownership. He wants us to be on his team. There's one big click for God. We all get to be part of it. We're all in the in crowd. He says, you're mine. You're my people. And we want to be awakened this morning to that. We want to be awakened into true thanksgiving and praise that we are his people. We want to express it in our relationship with him. That's why we sing. It's why we worship. We want to be aware of his goodness and the fact that his love, it lasts. It endures forever. Like we sing and it should cause us to pause in the very core of our being God, we celebrate you, we sing, we worship because you love us and that's too much for me to handle. God, you are so good. This morning, we're going to take a moment in worship to ask God to awaken an understanding of his love in our hearts, to awaken an understanding of his faithfulness. He can't be unfaithful. He is faithful. We want to be awakened. We want to know it. We want to know it in our thoughts. We want to know it in our feelings. We want to live in the confidence of the knowledge of his love and affection for us. That love has been awakened in us from God and for God. And the idea that when love is awakened, it awakens hope inside of us, doesn't it? Hope is the message of worship. As we take time to remember God, we remember His power, we remember His faithfulness, we remember His love for us, and it's awakened inside of us. It reminds us that no matter what we're facing in life, His grace is sufficient. Romans 8, 28, that He will work all things for the good of those who love Him, who've been called according to His purpose. When God awakens love and we respond in worship because 
We've centered ourselves on this incredible goodness that his love endures forever. And we have this awakened inside of us Then hope arises. So I want to invite you just where you are to close your eyes before the Lord. In the stillness of this moment. And I want you to ask yourself, where am I in the knowledge of God's love? Where am I with his love being awakened to the very core of my being that I am awakened to the knowledge of it in my thoughts and in my feelings that I'm aware of. I live in the confidence of his love. Because when love is awakened inside of us, we can hope. We can live in confidence in his movement. And I just invite you, take a moment and say, Jesus, would you awaken love inside of me so that hope can arise. Jesus. Father, I praise you that your love endures forever. I praise you, Father God, that your desire is for us is for us to live in the confidence of the knowledge of your love every moment of every day. And that when difficulties come, your grace, your presence is sufficient. Your love is enough to carry us through to the other side. Therefore, in the midst of everything going on in life, we can hope the confidence of the knowledge that Jesus will move. That he will work all things for the good of those who've been called according to his purpose. God, when you awaken love, it floods us with a hope and a confidence that you're going to move no matter what's going on in life. No matter what's going on with my family, what's going on with my friends, what's going on with my children, with my parents, what's going on with my spouse. God, no matter what happens, we have hope because you've awakened love and we know that your love endures. And so we worship you, God. And this morning we're asking Jesus that you would awaken love and that in doing so you would let hope in. That you would arise. That hope would arise. That we'd begin to believe again, Lord. Not held down, God. Not cold in our affection, but God. That we are like a coal being placed in the, in the flame, Father God, that begins to burn hot again. We're asking this morning that you would awaken this love inside of us. In Jesus' name, I invite you to stand now. As we come into this moment, I invite you to stand as we sing this song. Let hope in. Let hope in. As we sing this song, I want you to remember and recognize God's love is to be awakened. His love endures forever. We worship Him and we have hope because He is God. He is good. He is King. And he is Lord. Let's worship. Speak to barrenness. I come in life within. Come live your desolate. Spring up you living well. I speak to barrenness. I come in life within.
Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. Listen, if we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from up from it, and he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. But even if he does not, we want you to know your majesty. 
will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold that you have set up. You see, in this we see these three men who knew God. They knew the power of God. They lived in expectation. They lived in anticipation of the movement of God, and they believed that He would. But then we see this thing. They say, but even if He doesn't, we will never bow down, which in context means we will never bow down, and we will still continue to worship God. I love this moment. They said, we believe that God can move. We know He can. We think He will. But even if He doesn't, we're still going to worship. We're still going to bow down. We're still going to worship. Whether saved from the fire or not, it didn't matter. God was worthy of worship no matter their outcome. You see, when I look at this and I look at our lives, worship for us is so easy when life is going well. It is so easy to worship when God meets all of our expectations. He moves in the way that we anticipate Him moving. And when He checks off every box that we have laid out before Him, it's really easy to worship God in those moments. And that's what we see with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. We know God can move, and we believe that He will. But the tension comes for us in that part. But even if He doesn't... Because the, even if he doesn't, doesn't fit well with our expectations and anticipations that we let God know that we have and boxes that we believe he needs to check off in our lives. And when that doesn't happen, we find ourselves reeling in the moment and then worship becomes something that we pull back from because it's just hard. Because then we begin to question, well, is God really good? Is he really in charge of everything? Is he really all-powerful? And the idea for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego is just, it's really clear. We worship God no matter the outcome because he's worthy. And that's birthed out of a unique knowledge of who God is. Our tension in worship in difficult moments a lot of it comes from really wrestling and struggling with who God is and knowing Him in His fullness. And that's why we say, God, awake in love, because when you check the boxes off, God, then we will worship. But even if you don't, we will not be offended, and we will still worship. You see, I'll end with this this morning, because this becomes, for many of us, our great tension. But to sing a song king of my heart and then that we sing you're good and that you're never going to let us down and if you recognize the song in a moment you're going to sing it and recognize I mean, it's talking about when the darkness has us when the shadows are overwhelming us when chains are binding us oh lord you're never going to let us go for you are good you work all things for the good of those who've been called according to your purpose. And so as we come into this last song of worship, I want you to recognize that I, re I know that some of us worship is easy because we've anticipated, we've expected, we've, and God's checked off the boxes as we expected. And recognize like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that sometimes maybe God may not do those things. And like them, we want to get to that place where we trust his Lordship. 
We believe that He is good no matter the circumstances, no matter the situation. We might not like our circumstances. They may be overwhelming, but we know that in all things God loves us. He is for us and He's fighting on our behalf. And so this morning, I invite you as we sing this song, no matter where you are, to maybe it's simply saying, God, I'm struggling. Would you help me? God, I'm struggling with your goodness. I'm struggling in this. God, would you help me? And there is no greater prayer a father loves than when his child comes and says, I can't do it, Dad. Can you help me? And Dad says, I cannot wait to help you. And this morning as we sing this song for some it may be a sacrifice to sing. It may be a tension for you to sing it this morning. But would you ask God to awaken an understanding of his heart, his goodness, and that even though he may not move in the way that you expect him all the time, you will not bow down to fear. You will not bow down to worry. You will still worship because he is God. Let's worship. Let the King of my heart be the mountain where I run, the fountain I drink from. Oh, He is my song. Let the King of my heart be the shadow where I hide, the ransom for my life. Oh, He is my song. For you are.
worship art auction ends today for the path. Laura McNeil painted two of these, and you get to bid on the one that you want. They were on your right when you came in. They'll be on your left as you go out. It's $150 minimum, so we ask you to make that your starting point and work up. And you can take that home. All of that money goes straight towards missions and outreach, 100% of it. And so we invite you to do that. Second thing, men, we have basketball happening this Tuesday night, 645 p.m., at Lake Point, the biggest building you can see there, that's where we're going to be at the big gym, okay? 645 at Lake Point in Emerson, right at 41. You literally can't miss it there on your right. It's $5 to play, then there's pizza afterwards. You're like, well, I don't play basketball, Steve. I'm not at that place to play basketball. Well, come and laugh at the guys who think that they are, right? And then afterwards, we'll go eat together and have pizza. It'll be a great time. Please, please come. We'll have all of you there for that. And the last thing is an Activate Gathering March 10th at 7 p.m. at Stonebridge. This is simply for people who God has awakened in you a dream or a vision for living on mission in your community. Something just stirring inside of you to do something for God. You can be around people where that can get stirred. That's March 10th, 7 p.m. at Stonebridge. Love to be a part of that. So here's how we're going to end this morning as we always do in ministry time. And my belief this morning, even to that last song, I just sense that there were people who were just really wrestling in tension with the goodness of God, really wrestling in their hearts about where they want to be versus where they are. And I want to invite you, if that's you this morning, you would come and meet with our ministry teams. They just love to pray for you. They understand. I know both couples well, and they've gone through dark seasons in their lives. They've gone through difficult moments with family. They've gone through difficult moments personally, and they would love with great compassion just to come alongside and pray for that healing, whether it's restoration, whether it's a relationship. Or listen, they also understand wholeheartedly if you come forward and say, I just want more of Jesus, will you pray for me? And they're like, let's do it, right? And if that's you this morning, would you come forward? And let us pray for you. Hearts can continue to sing this song. And this morning, we want God to move in you, to awaken, to stir his love, to awaken hope inside of you, an understanding that he is Lord, and to give you a a place, a rock, a foundation to stand on, even in the midst of difficulty. So we're going to sing for a bit. And I just invite you where you are for probably five minutes, for those of you who are ready to go five minutes, and I just invite you to take a deep breath and just sit before the Lord and worship. Come get prayer. Come take communion. Come. This is our offering basket. You came ready to, to give your offering as an act of worship this morning, whether here in the basket, here on the back box, or in that giving kiosk, that iPad in the back, whether one of those three. It's real simple. Just give with joy. That's the heartbeat of, of worship. We give with a joyous heart of celebration of who God is. So, you respond to the Lord leads in these five minutes. I'll come back up and pray us out. We'll continue in worship after that time. So would you just respond to the Lord this morning? Let's respond.
Powerful. 